Ask the Podcast Coach for June 13th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And the guy right over there, at least right now, <laughs> take a picture while you, while you got him. It's uh, Jim Kelson from TheAverageGuy.tv. Last week, my internet provider had a problem, and so I kept cutting in and out. And it turns out, much like COVID-19, apparently that was contagious, and Jim now has the same problem I did. So, yeah. Jim, thanks for coming, buddy. <clears throat> Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I hope people can hear me. I can, like, barely hear you. So, like, I'm just going to kind of piece words together. So, forgive me if I, I don't know, say something wrong. Yeah, you, literally, right after the show was over, everything was good. That evening, I started having trouble. And uh, it's been a mess. I almost had to cancel Thursday night. had to cancel the show at Gallup on Friday because things weren't working. So it's just been kind of nuts. But you know what isn't nuts is we have a coffee pour. We do morning. have a coffee so pour. Let, let me do this. <laughs> Brought to you by podcastbranding.co. If you're looking for artwork or a website or an ebook or a lead magnet or anything you want, I love Mark for, I, I use him now for my artwork. But man, if you want a good looking website, he makes really pretty stuff. He's a podcaster himself. He's an award-winning graphic artist. And uh, if you are looking to get anything, you know, it's for me, I think I told the story. I was reading a book on crowdfunding and there was a, a guy was trying something on Kickstarter and he didn't make his, his uh, goal or whatever. And he took the money that he did get and put it into better graphics and then tried again. And they actually made the goal because it just looked more professional. And that's really Mark's main goal is to make you look super professional, super uh, great. And uh, if you want to, if you need any of that stuff, check him out over at podcastbranding.co. And he's Canadian. So he's polite. So, I mean, what more do you, what more do you want? But uh, yeah, so it was, it was fun last week. I, I got to give you kudos because it was fun. My, my modem would reboot and I would eventually connect back on. And then all of a sudden I just looked over and it was yellow lights. And when they're blue, it means I'm connected and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And all of a sudden it just dawned on me, I'm not going to reconnect. And so then I was trying to text Jim to say, Hey, I'm not coming back. Well, my phone was still connected to my Wi-Fi, which was not connected. And I'm trying to send anybody on Slack. Hey, I'm not coming. I finally was just like, okay, he'll, he'll eventually figure it out. Then I'm not coming back. So I, I felt bad. But no, at, at one point I, I realized, cause we got you back a couple times. Yeah. And at one point I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Dave again. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I kind of figured you'd had, you had given up and speaking of given up, I think my video locked up there for a second. At one point, I think I just kind of realized you weren't coming back and I wasn't going to do a post show, but the chat room did such a good job of kind of keeping things rolling and talking to me and asking questions. So it, it seemed to seem to work out. Okay. Yeah. The, the chat room always comes through. That's the, yeah. the beauty of the show. Hey, one thing I keep forgetting to mention, I was going to ask you, should we actually try to do this? The 15th annual podcast awards nominations, the nomination period opens July 1st, which is in a couple of weeks, basically. With all the craziness happening in the world, Todd Cochran says, you may have forgotten registration is open and you must be registered to participate 
Disclaimer, there's a $25 registration fee for the awards as a self-sustaining kind of situation. Apparently, those awards are not cheap. And yeah. Todd's not out to make a buck on this, but he's also not looking to put out thousands of dollars yeah. To, yeah. to make it happen. Should should I register Ask the podcast yeah. coach? Yeah, for sure. All Why right. wouldn't you? We yeah, would do that. Let's do it. And yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, it, we got the we have the best audience in the world. That's it. I'm and, like, we got every week we can, you know, tell 30 people to go vote. And I, I will do that today. I'm writing that down to do that. But I forget in all the craziness and all the news and things that are going on. I was like, hmm, OK, I should probably see if we want to do that. But I did find a, a question. This was from Bob out in a Facebook group. What is the most effective way to compile an email list? The goal of the email list is to send newsletters and essentially promote products that we've developed. Jim, do you have any, like, do you do much of this stuff? Well, I haven't, I do have an email list that I've gathered over the years. I, I think I'd throw that question back to maybe, maybe the group here to yeah. say, what's the most effective way to expand your email list? Because you get, it's just like getting people to listen to your download. To your downloads, you know, to your show. Yeah. How do you like find new pockets for people to subscribe? And there's tricks, you know, folks, you can put the little subscription banner up on your screen about when they're about to leave and some of those other kinds of things. I have just the only way I've grown my list is mentioning it on the show. You know, you can go to the average guy.tv slash subscribe. I've gone on again, off again on my <clears throat> newsletter that I send. I say mostly weekly now because that's like, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't get to it every week. But so that's the only way, Dave, I've really known to get subscribers. Yeah. What, what else do you, what, what else do you think? What I did, I was working with a coach for a while and he said, go into your website, not so much your downloads, go into your website and see what are the top 10 like episodes of your podcast and then see if you can create a lead magnet for that particular thing. And I was amazed how well, because I went from getting like no new subscribers to, you know, how many people want to learn how to take a phone call on a yeah. podcast. I was like, wow. And in some cases, the lead magnet was, would you like this blog post as a PDF? It wasn't even like, there's a, there's a fun little marketing blurb. I forget what it's called, where you have, you know, you give them, you know, one through three, but if you want four and five, you have to give me your email address. And I forget what it's, it's like a marketing gap or there's some fun little buzz phrase for that where it's just you, you, cause you don't want to give people half information. You don't want right. to go, you know, and now for the rest of the story, I got to sign up, you know, you, you don't do that. Cause that just makes people mad, but it's kind of like, Hey, if you want more information on this, I've got a thing for you. I know Jordan Harbinger always has, I'm always want to download one to see what it is. He makes a, uh, some sort of cheat sheet or reference sheet for like every episode. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work, but that would be a way to yeah, if you have, get, if you get have, people if on you the list. Time, right. Yeah. I'm not a great writer I and mean, that's just something I don't enjoy. And so the idea of a weekly newsletter that has is creative is a struggle for me. And so for some, for some folks, they're just creative. That just stuff, that stuff comes out. By the time, and maybe, maybe I need to change my newsletter, the order in which I do it to get it done earlier. Cause by the time, if I, today I do it at the end, you know, I, mm. the whole podcast production and then that's kind of the last step at the end is get the letter out. And to combat that, I've been doing it on Mondays as opposed to on the weekends, just so I kind of separate it from my regular process. But I, I'm just not, I'm not as creative with those things. Some folks just are. 
Yeah. Carrie says, I've been taking little nuggets out of my email content and turning it into social posts and then saying, thing, hey, so if you want more information like this, go ahead and subscribe. What I started doing, it's funny how you said, I kind of weekly do this. I was great for three weeks straight. Mm -hmm. And all it is, is on like Sunday night, I look at what did I do the past week? So, or what's coming up in the week or things like that. And it was called podcast halftime. And it was basically Wednesday. Hey, we're halfway through the week. Here's what I've been doing. Here's if I appeared on somebody's show or for any big news or things like that. And it really was almost no writing. It was just, hey, Dave was here. Here's the link. So and so. And and I was amazed. Like all of a sudden, one week I was like, oh, I I didn't do a halftime thing. And I was like, really? Like you don't have enough time to gather up five links for a newsletter? But I was amazed because I had people saying, I love this format. And I was like, there's almost no format besides, I thought this was funny, Link. This yeah. was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And But it's it's one of those things that, especially if you're looking to monetize your podcast, you know, as much as we all talk about, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and things like that, any study I ever hear currently they still say email is king when it comes to getting people to click on stuff. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So No, no, for sure. I do the same thing. I just, it's a bunch of links. Not, I shouldn't say it's more than just a bunch of links, but it's pretty much the content. It's just like, hey, we did this. This is coming up. You can sign up over here. The, the weird thing about that is there was a time in my life when I really enjoyed writing those things. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, I did a newsletter type thing for a while and I really enjoyed it. That just hasn't been now. <laughs> you know, you're like, where, why, why did that desire work? You know, like in the early days, like 2003, four, five, when I blogged a lot, man, I wrote a ton of stuff then. Now I should probably go back and see if it was any good. <laughs> like it was just crap. Carrie says I could hire a ghostwriter or use like templates and then tweak them in your own voice. And that's very, very true. Uh, I, that is a topic. I guess I don't, because I don't, you know, this is chicken and the egg kind of thing. I don't believe that many people are reading the newsletter, so I'm not willing to put that much time into it. But but maybe because I'm not putting that much time into it, nobody's willing to read the newsletter. Yeah, so, I, you know, I use um, SendFox. I, I was on, oh, ConvertKit. I've been on AWeber. And the thing with SendFox, and, and this is nothing special to them. This is on everybody. You can see what your open rate is, but you can also see what people are clicking on. So that was because I, when I was doing the podcaster happy hour, that was always like the most clicked email because there was only one link and the link was to join the meeting. So everybody that wanted to join had to click it. So, you know, that's, well, a, that's something. MailChimp will tell you too, right? MailChimp yeah. will tell you the, the links, the number of links that were clicked in there and give you some stats and analytics yeah. around it, how much open and open rate. I had a weird situation happen too with my newsletter where it just started pop like it started popping in places almost like someone was auto subscribing people to it mm. like nefar- nefariously nefariously i think that's the word and it's like i gathered i don't know a couple four or five hundred but i don't think any of them were very or even real and so as i've gotten back into the sending it weekly i'm getting five you know five unsubs a week yeah. kind of getting those people out of there so I don't know. I don't think I have, I have maybe 350, I think, is what I have on my email list today. I think I get a consistent 90 of them to open, maybe 85 to 90 to open. Uh, so that's a third, fourth, let's say it's quarter. That's pretty consistent. So I'd say my list is 
somewhere in the hundred range, yeah. you know, one hundred. And oh, that's okay. They 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 you know it's getting continuously opened. That's it. Uh, Craig says they send out a monthly email with links to all the episodes released that month. And then Daniel from the audacity podcast.com says my biggest things have been making some opt-in resources for episodes where it made sense, like a resource list. And then I use the most popular as my site wide incentive. Yeah, there you go. And what if I could grab discord conversations and, and seed like, Hey, we talked about this. Here's a, here's a topic we talked about. Yeah, no, that would I'm, work. I'm, this is I'm a rookie in this area still. Uh, I don't I, I still need to work on this. Yeah. Daniel said I switched from writing weekly emails to writing an almost year long sequence <laughs> that he's currently rewriting. It is it is uh, tough. It's uh, and and it never fails for, for me that I can what I used to do if I did write a post, I would write it and let it sit a week come back and look at it and run it through Grammarly and run it through Microsoft Word and any other kind of spell check. And, but it never failed. There'd be something where I'm like, oh, I had the word, you know, the the twice. And I'm like, how did that get through (laughs) kind of thing? So who's, I think who's good at this and is a great example, and I should think about it more is Randy Cantrell. So Randy, and not from a newsletter standpoint, but he writes out his podcasts in advance, not all of them, but most of them, I think. And he does that, what, like, just what you said, he writes something and then it sits and it goes into a folder and it, it marinates. Then he comes back to it and works on it and it comes back and works on it more. I kind of think now when I was blogging uh, more successfully um, than I am now or writing more successfully, that <clears throat> that was something I would have snippets of things that I would be writing about and, and then, you know, pull them when they're ready. Don't use them just because it's during the week. But if you've got a pool of content like that, when that when something becomes ready, then you use it as opposed to forcing something, you know, onto your onto your listeners. Yeah. What I want to start doing is there for a while I was writing a lot for the podcast business journal and Ed would just give me a topic and I would write about it. And either A, he's got enough writers or he didn't like my stuff. I don't know what's going on, but I need to come up with a couple topics there. And uh, what I need to do is put a link in those that I can track because it is one of those things where I was spending hours and a lot of times I would just kind of flush it out of my brain and again, come back in a couple of days, rework it with a fresh set of eyes and that whole nine yards. But it took a lot of time. And I always wonder sometimes how much traffic that was driving to my website. Now I can't complain because he's actually got me as an advertiser on their website, uh, which reminds me, I should probably write something for Ed, but that, those are things you can do is like we said, if you track the links, if nobody's clicking on this stuff, you know, maybe it's not worth the the hassle or whatever. Cause it is a, it's a bummer. You see that, you know, if you're lucky, you get 30% open rate and then, you know, 10% of the people open clicked on it. And you're like, Hmm. So I think it's worth it. If you enjoy it, like That's if it. you enjoy writing and nobody listens, no one's reading it. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but think it's worth it because that's it's for you like sometimes it's like for me podcasting is a little therapeutic and i do it whether anybody was listening or not because i just enjoy spending time with you mm-hmm. and so this is my hour i get a free hour of dave jackson every saturday morning <laughs> hour and a half actually a little bonus uh in there and i like doing it so i would do this regardless right and for writing maybe that way for some people where they just need to do it it's just it feels good to them I'm I'm contemplating Carrie's idea a little bit more. She's she's mentioned that a couple of weeks in a row of getting a ghostwriter, getting somebody to to help on that. Now, 
at Gallup, I have writers, which is great. I don't do any of my own. In fact, I got a guy who writes show notes that are beautiful, like incredibly good. So I'm a little spoiled with it there, you know, where, I, where I've got somebody doing it. So do you then hire him to do your show notes? I should. Well, and that's a little conflict of interest, like I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just starting to think about this. This this may be. Well, but to your point, like, okay, what am I trying to achieve with writing? What am I trying to get done with it? What's the outcome? And if I feel like if you hire for it, then you need to have an ROI. Like if I'm going to hire it out, I, then I've got to justify the expense by saying, okay, so if I do hire it out, what's the, yeah. what am I looking for on the backside of that investment to, to improve, I guess in this case, and maybe to improve Patreon, right? That would be, that's the, my one source of income for home gadget geeks is Patreon. So maybe a writing campaign that, and that would require kind of a whole redo of Patreon for me. Include, by the way, if you're using Patreon and you haven't looked at their sales tax thing, if you're providing benefits through yeah. Patreon, it's probably this is the month to probably look. There's some things you can do to kind of minimize that. But and I, I don't know. I'm still that's on my list of things to do is to go look at Patreon. But Dave, I, I think that would be the for me, that would be the I would kind of say, OK, if I'm going to write, I'm going to write towards driving people to engage in Patreon so that I can set so that they'll become a subscriber. I'm actually thinking of doing that. Randy says, uh, why can't you do a video newsletter via email? Sure. You could. Sure. There are things like uh, Loom is a free service. Of course, it's going to say Loom at the top of your page, but I use that sometimes for customer service. If somebody asks a question on the, the school of podcasting, I'll just fire up Loom and talk into the camera and then copy and paste and, and they get my answer via uh, video. And that's a free tool. And it's only like $10 a month if you want the loom taken away. Now it's, it's, I don't, I can't remember. You can't upload videos. So if you made another video in Camtasia and had all sorts of cool special effects on it and things like that, you can't upload that video to loom. It's only, it's you live and you can do a screencast but that's it. But it's also like free and 10 bucks. So, and then at the end, I think if you, if you're on the pro plan, you can have them at the end say, click here for more information. So if you're doing you know, that, that can come in kind of handy. So I like that idea from Randy. Like why, why, why don't I just sit down at the microphone and I, by the way, I owe Kim a video intro on my site. You know, she, that was her recommendation a month or two ago. when we were talking about that. I need to put a, Hey everybody, you know, welcome. My name's Jim. You know, have a little have a little conversation there. I've gotten a little bit better at that for the last seven or eight weeks. I have been the video host for our church's online services. And we pre-record them right, right after Ask the Podcast Coach today. Mm. In fact, Emily's story behind will make the church video today, which is gonna be pretty cool. Nice. So I'll record those and that's all mono. I mean, that's just that's just me doing uh, you know, doing it. But I could Maybe I could create a little, this is because I'd be much more inclined to get, to get a little more personal in the video side of things mm -hmm. than I would, than I would. And I just, you know what I'd probably do? I'd create a newsletter channel. <laughs> <laughs> I got too many things on the screen here, but Daniel's saying you could even publish. And I've, I've heard of people doing this unlisted videos on YouTube and then link to them in your yeah. email newsletter. That yeah. way you can see how far people are watching. You know, some email systems like MailChimp will automatically generate a thumbnail for the video, which is kind of cool. So. I, don't, I don't think I think so. I think I'd create a newsletter channel. So a completely separate channel than mm -hmm. your YouTube channel and call it newsletter. 
And you know, I, I don't think I'd unlist them. I think I'd 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 uh, make them just public because you may get some people who who land there who find it on YouTube as opposed to finding it through your whatever through your stuff. And then I would say, hey, if you want to get notification of this, sign up for the newsletter that that has all the links. You know, I, I'm going to provide you a newsletter that's got some easy links in it for stuff. So, yeah, maybe that's maybe I'll give that a try. That's one of the things that I like almost every week think, you know what, I should make like a quick two minute like, hey, this week on the School of Podcasting, we're talking with so and so and. You know, and find a nugget. I don't want to do the old, hey, if you want to get the nuggets, you got to listen. Like, give them one and say, if you want more, yada, 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 dot com slash whatever kind of thing. And I don't know why I don't do that because it doesn't, it requires me talking into a camera for two minutes and probably taking about five tries before I get it right and I'm happy with it. But it's, I don't know, that's just one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that next week. Oh, yeah, I'll do that next week. So, you know, and then Dan is saying here, you, you get notifications from YouTube for new videos. So why sign up for a newsletter if someone can do that? Just another, it's just another way, another yeah. written form, another easy click. Sometimes get finding the links is hard. I, you know, I don't know. I, I always, I, I like to provide more options than less. I, one way means I'm going to exclude some people. So I like, I, I kind of take the Microsoft method and there's about eight or nine different ways to do things. I know sometimes that's confusing for people who are completists and they want to do them all. They get a little frustrated. They're like, there's so many ways to do this. Yeah. Some good, there's some good thought. I don't think I've got this flushed out, but, but some good Carrie had mentioned too, that might be missing out on some stats, you know, if I, in watch in your watch time, et cetera. I, I, I don't completely understand that statement, Carrie, but you know, there is some, give and take on splitting channels. You know, if it's a separate channel, it's going to have, it's got to start, you kind of start over and have all, you know, you got to do all kinds of things to get anything out of that channel. And people won't get notified when I post new stuff. I don't know. I have to think through. I have to think through. It's good. Randy says, I've had professional success creating an email sequence, um, learning from clients. So one email week for specified time. So it's eight weeks or things like that. And then he said, I'd have links to pages not publicly available on my site, with specific coaching content, which is kind of like an unlisted video. If you think about it, it's an unlisted page. Each page has text and embedded audio or video. And there you go. So, which then gives it that kind of special, Ooh, this is content. I can't get any place else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know. well, and, and it's interesting. So my, sorry to make this all about me, but no. I'm gonna, my, my, my goal is not to, to sell things. It's to create community. And so like, and I'm not taking away from anything that's been said in the chat room, by the way, that's, that's creating those kinds of series and things. But I always, I want to drive folks to each other so they can help each other with the problems, right? It's one of these things we want to create community involvement. So I always keep that kind of top of mind of like, how, how can I create content in a way that drives people to community? That's what's really, really important. So driving them to our discord group or driving them to our Facebook page, Facebook group, having those conversations. So it just gets me thinking like, okay, how do I, how could I do this to continue to drive community? That's my output. I have seen people do that with, I think it was a mighty network that Mm. they had and they would send out like a weekly email. Hey, in case you missed it, you know, Janet is looking for guests who are blah, blah, blah. So-and-so did a review of the such and such microphone. So it kind of, you know, gives you that fear of missing out. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I should check in there more often kind of thing. And then it was links right to whatever it was. So if you wanted to go chime in on something that somebody was asking about, you were, again, it's the magic of email. It's one click away. But that was, again, kind of trying to drive people back to the group. So you might do that. You could have a newsletter that says, hey, if you're not in the Discord server, you know, here it is. Uh, here's what, you know, Joe was talking about this and Angela was doing this. And so. Yeah, almost like new conversations in Discord or something like that. Here's some here's a list of the new conversations. You're, you know, oh, that's a good idea. Dave Jackson. Nicely done. Yeah. Like here's here's what's here's what we've been talking about this week. And this, this, and this, join us in this group, this, this, and this, join us in that group, maybe kind of drive some folks back to it. That's a good, can I tell you this though? What? It's a lot less stressful doing a podcast when I can hear the host. As <laughs> to. <laughs> like literally, I don't know, about, about 15 minutes ago, it just started working again for whatever reason. Like I hear you yeah. perfectly now, like my, my blood pressure, I've been checking my, you know, my heart rate <laughs> on my watch just, just came way down. I'm so tempted oh. to uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, right now just to watch you like start freaking out again. Yeah, it, it adds a little blood pressure. Well, it's just it's nice. I mean, last week you, you would go for a while and then it would just slowly degrade and then you were gone and then we get you back and slowly degrade. So, yeah, Randy says I said the magic word mighty networks. Any updates on how you feel about this for building the community? Here's the one thing. That I'm, I was so Dave Jackson on this. Number one, teachers make horrible students. So that's mm-hmm. just, just a given. And I, there, if there was a scale of emotional and logical, like logic is that used to, it, it probably, if I ever get back in a relationship, I am such a logical one plus one equals two. And that doesn't mean I'm a robot. I'm actually somewhat of a romantic, but the, the logic part of me steers my rudder too much. And the course that I took from them was great. A lot of really good information. But he said, so of course, negating everything, it was all theory on how to build a community. And I'm like, at the end, the teacher in me is like, okay, we've talked about really knowing who your target audience is. We've talked about setting up a, a year's worth of material. We've talked about different weekly activities. We've talked about all these things you can do to stir the pot and get the community going. I'm ready now for the teacher to go, okay, today we're going to make a fictitious uh, community. It's going to be Bob and Jill. Bob is doing one about triathletes and Jill is doing one for dog grooming. And now it, and let, let's tie the software into all this theory. And they never did that. And I was kind of like, so, and now they were very good at saying, if you have how to questions, they have a bunch of like help and tutorials and things like that. And I think there's even another group they have. And I might reach out to Jessica and go, can I get in that group? Cause I really need, I want to see, I want to connect everything together. So it's on my list of things of like, Oh, I need to go watch all the help stuff. Cause I understand that they, they have topics and they have groups and the groups can be free or the groups can be uh, paid for. So I like the flexibility of it. I just, I needed something to kind of like, okay, I, I understand what all these ingredients do. Can can we make some stew now so I can taste it and kind of, you know, make it a little more visual for me? So it seems pretty cool. I should go get my link. I have a, a I've been sending out in my newsletter a link to a form that has basically been asking people, he said behind the scenes, trying to find that, asking people like, what's important to you as a podcaster? Um uh, 
because it is interesting and it's just it's super simple and one thing to to keep in mind when you make a form don't do odd numbers like almost all of my things are what how important is this to you scale one to six why because if i did one through five people can pick three and go right down the middle so you always do an even even number so they have to figure out is a little am i leaning a little more three or a little more four that way. But I threw that in the chat room. I'll put it out in the uh, show notes at askthepodcastcoach.com slash 298. And uh, the the episode usually comes out around two by the time I'm done with it. That's not going to be the case today because I've got a uh, pretty full plate today. I'm actually speaking at the not so, I forget what they're calling it. It's It's not so much Utah. It's everything. Anyway, it used to be the Utah podcast summit, but it's online. So if you're in living anywhere, you can participate. And at 12, I believe it's 1215 today, I will be doing 45 minutes on starting your podcast. Then later, I will be at the Indie PodCon, that's Joe Pardo, Super Joe Pardo's event at 310. I will be talking about how to know, not guess, who you're talking to. And then I will be back in Utah, again, all this virtually, at uh, 515. Those are all Eastern Standard Time, by the way, because they're Mountain time, which for that was the other one. I, I felt like such the stupid American where I don't know my geography because I'm thinking, oh, Utah, it's West. So I'm thinking it's, you know, they're three hours behind. They're only two hours behind. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> they're in that, that mountain time. I think it's time for a mid show pour. It is time for a, a mid show pour. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, while we, you, do we, have some, we have some awesome subscribers. I, I was going to say, and while we're, while we're pouring here, let me. I was I was somewhat ready, but yeah, we want to thank our awesome supporters. Uh, I still have the spot open for the teacher's pet. If you're looking for some one-on-one consulting at a discounted rate, I'd be happy to help you. And then we always thank our $20 supporters, awesome people like Greg at DebtShepherd.com. So if you are uh, file, getting ready to file your taxes, if you haven't done those yet, and you're like, hmm, man, I got to really... I got to look into my finances for next year. Check out Greg again over at DebtShepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. If you got horses, go check out Glenn's whole network. He's got a gazillion shows over there all about horses. Max Trescott, if you're into aviation, he's at AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. So if you're into spy kind of stuff, check that out. Carl White at Life in the Carolinas with an S, Life in the Carolinas podcast.com. Now that we're actually able to go out and about, if you want to go check out the Carolinas, Carl can help you out. If you're looking to come out of your shell when it comes to public speaking, check out Kim Kragy over at Toastmasters101.net and Ed Sullivan over at the Sonic Cupcake. If you're looking to get uh, your audio edited or just uh, make it sound just delicious, Ed can help you out with that. And uh, we haven't thanked our $1 supporters for a while. So people like Alan Palmer, Adam Higgins at odddadoutpodcast.com and Anthony at route66podcast.com, the Audio Dice Network at audiodice.net, Barb at anchor.fm slash barbtusa, Brandon at the seahawkerspodcast.com, Bumble at maskme, that's M-A-S-Q-M-E dot org. Craig at ingleaspodcast.com. Chris and Brandon at floridafocuspodcast.com. Uh, David at Ottawa Works. Dan at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. I wonder, I should talk to, I wonder if Dan is similar to, what was that like? Those, those two kind of sound like they might be similar. Coach Dave over at the thesoccersidelines.com. 
Ed Sullivan, apparently, uh, I need to update this a bit. Emily Prokop at the Story Behind podcast, Garrett at utrmedia.org, Gary and Margaret at beekeepingpodcast.com, the International Pod- Latin Podcast Awards. Speaking of podcast awards, find those at latinpodcastawards.com. James at creepykingdom.com, Jeff at Disney. Now, this is D-I-Z-N-E-Y, coasttocoast.com. Jason at TV times three, that's spelled out, T-H-R-E-E dot com. Jay at, pot, I always want to say poststir, it's potstirpodcast.com. John at soberspeak.com. Kyle at leveluptech.com. Lucas at trianglethetical.net. Josh Liston at onthebubblepodcast.com. Mark, speaking of Mark, at resourcefuldesigner.com. That's also the guy behind the uh, podcastbranding.co. Mike at uh, CreatePod, a podcast about the art of podcasting at CreatePodATX.com. Matt at Blue Ribbon Podcast. Patrick at BigSeancePodcast.com. Paul at FightingThroughPodcast.co.uk. Randall at RandallBlack.com. Ryle Davis Jr. Uh, Steve at Earn.show. Sean at Clarinet.com. So if you're into clarinets, uh, that's a fun show. Wayne Henderson at MediaVoiceOvers.com. You can hear Wayne if you listen to the latest episode of the podcast review show. That's Wayne. And, of course, Cody Sison. I think, nope, we got one more. Zach, it's SeriousAboutTech.com. So if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. So thank you to all of our supporters. Dave, I'm noticing, um, speaking of StreamYard, yeah. I've been in their group. They have been getting what started as a very simple tool that everybody loved. They're starting to get some hate in their Facebook groups around, like, why are we not getting 1080? Why are we not getting more seen? I mean, StreamYard has not really changed since it launched for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, there's they've added some icing on the cake, but not little tiny things, right? But it's it's kind of interesting as they've gotten real popular. The inside their Facebook group, it's gotten I don't want to say nasty because that's probably too strong, but it's gotten strong in there about I know you can always hear the passive aggressive Facebook posts, right? I know I've been telling Gage forever that we need to have 1080, you know, kind of thing. And it's just, it's always kind of an interesting, you know, when you create something that works and gets really, really popular, you're going to have, and, and, and I guess this is, this is warning for anybody who wants to start a podcast and let that podcast get popular. Your fringe audience gets very, very vocal. Like they just get incredibly vocal out there. And StreamYard works great. Like I just, it, we use the heck out of it now. We're on the paid plan at work. And it, it's just fantastic. But how hard is that to to kind of resist this urge to kind of add on and add on and add on and add on? And then you have Microsoft Word, right? Yeah. Which is like 8,000 different <laughs> options or you have Adobe Premiere or you have like w- where it takes a set of videos to learn how to use one tool <laughs> where in basically in StreamYard today, kind of jump in there. Although the other fringe of users for this is the ones who come in and say, like, how do I open a web page? Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. Like you're doing podcasting and you can't figure out a few simple, you know, browser things. So it's it's kind of crazy to watch it get get some hate in the community. Yeah. I'd mentioned Dan Show. Was it like what was that like? And Dan Show is not really his show is based on a true story, is as you might imagine, it's about movies. 
that are based on a true story. So like he's talking about, he had a chat with the senior curator at a World War I museum about how much of 1917 really happened. That was a, have you seen that movie? I have not. I need to. It's, I need to. It's interesting. It's a single shot, right? The whole movie is That's one the fun shot. thing. The, I, I watched it, I think on Amazon and the behind the scenes of that on how they did that is, is pretty amazing. Cause oh. uh, it's uh and speaking of adding things, Daniel says, has anyone tried Zencaster's new video option? Cause that was mm-hmm. my, my thought when I saw that, I was like, did you guys finally get audio to work? You know, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have one client that uses Zencaster and she just uses it to record herself. Cause I'm, I'm like, you could like audacity would, you know, again, going back to some people, Hey, if it works for you, yeah. Zencast well, I, I use I use StreamYard to do our church. You know, I mentioned I do our church announcements. I just create, I go in and do yeah. a recording, you know, and I just use this and I, I've got some options on some things good enough for what I'm doing. And, uh, and so that, you know, yeah, I use, that's what I use. I could, there's a variety of things I could use, but StreamYard works pretty well for that. Yeah. There's also Riverside.fm. I have not played with that yet. I've heard about hmm. it though. And I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about clean feed lately. That depending on how many interviews you do, it might be more cost effective to use clean feed because I think the, if I remember right, I know I get 10 hours a month, I think on Squadcast. So I think it depends on what you're doing. And I know Zencaster has a free version, but you only get MP3s as opposed to WAV files and that whole nine yards. So and there you go. And then I forget his, I want to say his name is Roger, but I don't think that's it. I met the guy. Uh, from Zencaster at Podcast Movement a couple of years ago. And Jeremy says, our editor made us stop using Zencaster. I haven't tried it in at least a year because of that. He did have a problem for a bit. And that's, boy, all it takes is, you know, one second to take a step back. And that's kind of when Squadcast came in just at the right time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you kind of only get one chance to, Josh, thank you, Daniel said, from uh, Zencaster. So, it is one of those things, and that's where, that's why I always try to stay consistent with my podcast because I always, I'm always afraid, and it's probably not true. But I always think if I give you one week where I'm not here, it's not like you're not listening to shows on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to find something else mm-hmm. to listen to. So, uh, yeah, we we had such a meltdown. So Thursday, you know, I was having all these issues with Home yeah. Gadget Geeks, and it just kind of it melted down on me. Like last week, melted down on you. And uh, fortunately, Mike Weger, my co-host on on uh, Home Gadget Geeks had three or four topics lined up that he would he wanted to talk about and so i kept disappearing and it was just so weird like our saturday show it was almost like a carbon copy what happened to me happened to you on saturday so i kind of took a page i thought well mike can handle this so i didn't panic you know i just kept kind of trying to fix some things and we at the end you know after about an hour we had really about 35 minutes of content after i cut out all the can you hear me can can you hear me now can you hear me are we okay are we back am i back right <laughs> and you know you just you just did that for last week yeah. right and so it, i i had this thought like do i do i put this out this week it's just 35 minutes you know normally we're an hour and some change but it was content and it's I guess it's better than nothing, right? Uh, I mean, it, in what Mike did was good, you know. So yeah, I guess in some in some regards, you know, it, maybe it'll just be it's better better than having a blank because I I just took a week off two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so you know. Here's a question from Facebook. It says, "Hey, what companies are sponsoring niche podcasts right now? 
My show's in an interview format with graphic designers. I'm looking for new sponsors that would be relevant to my listeners. I average around 1,000 downloads per episode and have a mailing list of around 3,500. And this is just one of those, I, I don't know if people overthink this or what, but Jim, what would you say to this? I know I got my answer. You know what? I only heard like half of that question because <laughs> of the skipping. All right. Well, the, <laughs> the, the question is advertising on a niche podcast. Yeah. And so what I would say in this case, he's a graphic artist guy. He's got about a thousand downloads an episode. I would Google the phrase graphic design convention event something like that, someplace that, you know, because the easy one you would think is is Adobe. But like if I was doing, you know, like this show, if I was looking for a sponsor, I would go out to Podcast Movement because that's an event for podcasters and see who sponsors that show because there's a pretty good, you know, chance that if they want to get to podcasters, well, hey, guess what? I have some over here and it's more than once a year. So, you know, that's one thing you could do. So if I'm a graphic, you know, podcast, try to find out anywhere where there's some sort of graphic event, whether that be a convention or a online meetup or something. And if there's any kind of, you know, sponsors for that, reach out and say, Hey, I've got, you know, here's my audience. I see. And then you can even see, I see in the past where you've sponsored this. And the other thing that does is it shows them, it shows you at least that they have a budget because that's the other thing you're, you're looking for. So Jeremy says we have a monthly contest sponsored by a small company in our niche that makes replacement stickers for toys. That's awesome. They give us a $10 uh, gift certificate to give away. It's worth it just to ask. Exactly. That's my, I guess that's my thing. It's like, you know, find somebody in, if, if I was in this case, Jason, you know, what are you using? Because that's, to me, the best place to start. Some tool that you're using would be great because then you can talk about it from firsthand knowledge and, and go from there. So that would be my advice. I just feel bad because Jim has no idea what I'm saying. I, I hear I hear <laughs> most of it. I, I hear most of it. It's, it was a pretty complex question. And yeah. when you miss a few words in there, you're like, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy brought up, he said he bring, they have a monthly contest, which is great because somebody else asked in Facebook, Scott said, in the past, I've seen some done for you social media campaigns, like announce a big prize and your followers can get in the drawing. Each person gets so many entries for a Facebook post or a tweet, uh, rating review. All of these details are handled by a third party company who organizes and tracks everything for a fee. Who has done this and who did you hire to handle it? And the one that I know of is called King Sumo. It's part of the whole AppSumo kind of family. But King Sumo has a pretty cool system that you can use if you want to do a giveaway. The thing that I always, we were talking earlier about things that you want to do, but you never do. And one of mine is I need to look into the legalities of a contest. Because I know you have to be, there are certain rules you have to watch and be careful for. And, and things like that. I'm always like, I should look into that. And then I, I never do. And then consequently, I usually don't have any giveaways. So I kind of quit doing giveaways just for that reason. Cause it was just like, you know, they get complicated. Uh, You know, if I got to the point where I, I made sure if they were shipping product, they just shipped it. 
but then you get a global, you know, you have a global problem. Like, okay, what if somebody from Australia wins it? Are they, are they willing to ship something across, you know, the ocean to get there kind of thing? So I kind of quit doing those kinds of giveaways just because they got, they got kind of complicated and like bits, uh, or like Bang says, Bang's in bits, uh, sweepstakes laws vary from country to country. And so it just, it got a little, for me, it got a little like, uh, I don't know it's worth it. And, Somebody asked, I think Daniel asked earlier, Dave, how do you, how do you feel about sponsors for your podcast? Like think of Mark who's sponsoring. Now, are you like, he's in the podcasting space. Obviously you're okay with him being a, you know, what do you think about that? It's, it's kind of weird. It, it, let's let me back that up a second. It could be weird. Cause here's the thing. What if, what if Mark decides, you know, Hey, I'm not going to re redo it. And we go back and we do another auction. And the person that wins is, and I'm just going to pick him randomly, Colin. Oh, help me. Colin from from Scotland, the podcast host. Colin Gray wins. Okay, he's a direct competitor of me. Now, I love Colin, you know, but I'm now promoting my competitor on my own show. And I'm like, mm, you know, buddy won the auction. And I'm like, eh. so I, I need to put a a link in there that says, I reserve the right to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I reserve the right to not let you win because, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's what's kind of weird. I always feel weird about the school of podcasting stuff because, like, uh, right now I have Focusrite. They actually bought three months of sponsorship. So that was kind of hard to, to turn down. And they fit. That's another one. Where it fits my audience, it's not a competitor, you know, so I'm I'm okay with that. I know the what you call it, memberful is knocking at my door because they're sponsoring every podcast there is, and I asked them to give me a demo, and they did, and it seems pretty cool. But it is one of those things where I'm like, the the thing that really for me was a red flag is I had Danny Osment from Emerald City Productions as a sponsor of my show. Again, fit my audience. If you need editing, go see Danny. And then some, I forget I was talking to, and they knew more about Danny's business than the school of podcasting. And I went, that's a problem. I need to start openly promoting people, letting people know what do you get, you know, at the school of podcasting. So I don't really promote the school of podcasting here besides just the fact that I say that's where I'm from. And uh, that whole nine yards here, I'm promoting the Patreon thing basically. But yeah, Carrie, we did an auction, well, I guess two months ago as a joke because, well, not as a joke. It was like, Hey, let's see what happens. And Jim had said, we should have somebody sponsor the, the morning pour. And uh, so we, I found a, a WordPress plugin that allows you to do auctions. And I'm like, we'll start the bidding at 20 bucks. And it got up to 77 and Mark one. And then it was a matter of like, okay, are we going to do a sponsor or a auction every month? And I think it was Jim that said, how about we, we let Mark have first rights at it. You can stay. It's almost like the let's make a deal. You can stay with the current plan you have or, you know, (laughs) send it back to auction and see if you can, you know, but it might go higher. It might go lower. So it's just been a fun little it's it's Dave doing what he does, which is, hey, let's play with this and see what happens. Well, it's been a good experiment. Like I've learned a ton from it and and I haven't I tried implementing some of it on home gadget geeks and it didn't work it's just a different audience and it's a, diff, a different size audience a different level of engagement and so it, it but it has certainly from my perspective of thinking about okay what is an ad worth 
people ask this all the time in our community when they think, you know, this coaching community that I, that I kind of help manage for Gallup. And they're like, what should I charge? What should my hourly rate be? Well, it's whatever someone's willing to pay, to be honest with this. How much is a used car worth? It's worth what someone's, it will give you money for, right? In this case, Dave, we did a, now it's a, it's a one-time experiment at this point in time. Like you wouldn't want to write a book about it, but all of a sudden, $75 seems to be a good monthly, like, okay, that's kind of where it got to. Now, is that really the rate? I don't know. Uh, we, we'd have to do some additional work to kind of see, you know, what else fits. But for this show in this slot doing this thing, if you are ever going to f- do a flat rate and say, okay, let's start at 75, that would, that would, to me, that would seem to be the right rate to go. And you have to kind of mess around with that a little bit, but don't you think, I mean, it was a good experiment, learned a few things. We got kind of a, yeah, we got sort of a level. Yeah. And I, I would love to take credit for that. That actually came from Greg Fitzsimmons, who's a comedian. And when he first started his podcast, he didn't have any sponsors and he did, he sold his on eBay <laughs> eBay auction yeah, yeah. and did it that way and got like 300 bucks for um, like one episode. He was just like, Hey, let's see what we can get for it. And kind of went from there and some episodes it was 60 and then other episodes it was 150 and it kind of went up and down. And I think it was just a matter of, I, I think he quit because you then have to keep promoting the auction in addition to promoting who won the auction? And it's kind of like, oh, okay, this takes a while. But Carrie says, yeah, this would be a fun thing for her Key West perspective mm-hmm. because I'm not really in for the sponsorship money, but I bet my local network would be up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah. locally because, you know, that's people are there. You know, they're looking for local traffic and things like that. So it's it's right in the neighborhood. So, well, it was fun, Dave. Like, I mean, it, 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 it generated some interest in this. Right. And some other folks. And so it also for you, you know, there were other people involved in the auction. And if you are ever going to if we were ever going to create another spot somewhere in the show. Right. There's a list of folks to say, hey, are you, you you know, are you interested in this spot and we'll promote you there. And so you've got kind of kind of created a list and probably not a very big list, but a list of potential sponsors for other posts. So. Carrie, you'll have to, if you do try it out, let us know how it goes. Love to, love to hear. Maybe can, we can have you on and, and talk a little bit about your experience with it. It's the way kind of internet advertising works on a bid system, right? It's, that's, that's not, it's nothing new. This is just a micro, uh, a micro version of it. And it was kind of fun. It worked out. I, I always appreciate Mark for being excited about it. And hopefully we're driving, we're driving some interest to him. Every week I hear it, by the way, I think I should contact Mark and have him give me a bid on redoing. I don't want to change it, but I do want to think through, like I would want to meet with Mark and think, okay, I've got this, I've got this logo that's been really successful for me. What else could I do with it? Mm -hmm. And, and get some advice and, you know, pay him to pay him to give me some really good advice or even to rework. Like I don't have all of the logos now in, because the way they are created in the various, you know, I've been using the same stuff for like six years. I don't have it in all the formats that I need for maybe Twitter or, right. or YouTube or Eventbrite, right? Or, and he just may have some great thoughts on like, hey, here's some different, different ways. I, I love, he did the, the branding behind you, right? He, yeah, this, this, 
that have been really embarrassing if he hadn't. Yeah. Like, no, that's actually, you know, Jill. No, that's uh, he he created the new school of podcasting logo. Yikes. I and, just realized that. I was like, oh, well, as soon as I let no, that question did, go, I was like, come He back. did that and he did the podcast rodeo shows, uh, new artwork. Yeah. So, and I have one on order for a show I'm doing about building community. Uh, I want to go back to your question of like, how do I know what to charge? Going back to the Mighty Networks course I took. And she said, one of the things you can do is look at, okay, what if somebody didn't come to you? So like, you know, like for Jim, you're doing what? Like, like, like is it, I want to say life coach, but I hate that phrase because it sounds... Strengths coach. Strengths, strengths coach. coach. There you go. So if somebody doesn't go to one of your strengths coach, then you have somebody who is, you know, I was going to say weak, but that's not the right phrase, but they're, they're struggling doing something. And so they're either going to go buy a couple books. They're going to go, I don't know, uh, whatever, you know, they're going to buy another course or things like that. And it's a matter of uh, when, when it comes to selling something nine times out of 10, you are transforming somebody from something to something, whether it's, it's Carrie, you know, taking somebody from, you know, well, I don't, I don't have a photographer for my wedding. And after you pay me, you're going to have your memories forever in this format. I've transformed you from no memories to memories. Or I, if I'm a strength coach, if I actually go like gym coach, you know, I'm going to transform you from somebody who is a 90 pound weakling to, you know, uh, a strong person. So it's a matter of how much is, it's like you said, to, to go back to what you said, how much is that work to that person? And it's, it's hard because Carrie says, you know, why would I not keep doing the auction? There is still that part of you that goes, ah, you know, I, I don't want to be too advertisey. I don't want to like be just sell, sell, sell kind of thing. But on the other hand, you know, this podcast, I've had people say, wow, I listened to that show and it really helped my show. So, okay, well, you're getting value. Maybe I should get some value for that. So, but that's something to think about if when it comes to pricing and then, I love the the Jessica Kufferman model. She was like, "Okay, so you're going to do sponsorship. Great. What's what about twenty bucks?" And somebody go, "Well, I don't know. I was thinking I was going to get more than that. Okay, what about a hundred bucks? Um, yeah, maybe. Okay, what about one fifty? Well, no, I don't know that I can deliver value. My audience isn't quite okay. Well, so like, what about eighty? Is that good? Ninety? And eventually you go, yeah, yeah, I think that would work. And you're like, okay, that's that's how you pick your price." just kind of keep going until you, you get uncomfortable and then you get comfortable and that's, and then you start there. Yeah. Uh, I think she, she'd said, right. Where that, that question where it's so low, you go, Oh, I would never, I would never do it for that little. And then so high you're uncomfortable and then kind of laying in between. Right. That's kind of the, I think that's she, I think that was kind of the gist of the conversation. Yeah. And then I, I like my buddy, Joe, Joe Salsi high from uh, stacking Benjamins. He said he kept raising his prices until he heard a no. And he said, when I heard no, I knew, okay, I'm not leaving money on the table anymore. So that's, that's another straight. Although we hate that. Cause you're like, Ooh, if I'd come in a little less then mm, maybe it would have done. It's like, yeah, but at least now, you know, you're, you're getting to the, that right spot. So. Oh yeah. I, I did that myself, Dave. That was for when I was doing podcast editing and the mm-hmm. consulting stuff. Yeah. I just, I picked an hourly rate and then for every customer, it was $10 more. And so I just kept raising it until someone was like, no. And then, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, Oh, well, how about $10 less? You know, maybe I should have, but 
what then when I started getting constant feedback, then I knew I'd kind of reached for me, I'd kind of reached the threshold of, of, of the price. Yeah. Hey, in the uh, post show, we're going to talk about this new service called pod hero and uh, Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv. Yeah, we spend some time. Mike Weger takes over the show because my internet connection <laughs> doesn't work. And we talked a little bit about this. He upgraded his modem as well as this week because we were having some technical problems. So if you want to talk, if you want to spend a little time thinking about your internet connection, home gadget geeks over at theaverageguy.tv. And the school of podcasting is going to be one of two things. It's either going to be my interview with Brennan from PodPage. If you want to check out PodPage, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash PodPage. That's my affiliate link. Or it's going to be all about strategies to grow your podcast. That one is simmering. Not sure if it's ready to, to pull out of the oven yet, but that's that's the plan, at least at this point, is that's going to be that one. I have a, a really interesting tip from Scott Johnson from whatwasthatlike.com, and I had that one. I said, hey, can you come on and just share that tip? And I was like, all right, well, that's not going to fill up a half hour, so what are we going to do? So I thought oh, I'll go out and find some more. So that's coming up in the future on the school of podcasting, but we're going to talk a little pod hero in just a second. Thanks to the chat room. Thanks to the awesome supporters. Stick around for some post show. 